And yes, look who's back. Hey, sweets. <laughs> hey. Uh, it's good to be in the chair in the room with everybody again. I'm, you I seem guess to I'm be still, breathing great today, Murph. I'm breathing well, but I, everybody keeps saying that I've run into so far this morning that I sound like I still have a cold. Yeah. You do. Right. I mean, and you're supposed to be congested for another couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Sadly. It takes three weeks to fully heal from sinus surgery, and now I'm officially a week in. Do you so- get to blow your nose, or are you advised against it? He blows his nose. No, I'm, I didn't know if the, what goes on inside. If you blew it, you could blow something out. Well, I mean, well, you can't overdo it, but you have to do a nasal rinse three times a day, mm-hmm. and so you know, and you do that with a saline solution. That and all nasal that. rinse gets kind of loud too. Like I've been outside the bathroom door, and he's doing that, and it's one of those. Oh, what's he doing in there? <laughs> well, I'm, that's why I closed the door. You know, I it know, doesn't sweet. sound pretty, but I will tell you, you know, it's a. My doctor told me I had the cleanest splints he's ever seen. That's right. When he when he pulled them out, just because you know, I mean, I I followed it to the T. I was almost obsessive compulsive about cleaning. He rinsed a ton right, because you know, to me, I wanted to make sure that I healed on schedule the way that he said I would. Right. And so everything he told me to do, I did, and I guess that's why I'm sitting here right now. Right, Murphy. Um, and the thing is. Everybody says that three weeks after sinus surgery is when you'll feel, you know, the benefits. Yeah. I'm just hoping you don't happen to have like a cold or something at that same time because you'll, Great. on the morning of the three week mm-hmm. mark, mm-hmm. he will wake up and start banging his chest going, where's my, you know, where's my air? So can you get sinus infections still? Oh, yeah. I mean, all oh, that kind okay. of stuff is, is, it's a possibility. It doesn't prevent any of that. It just makes it easier for me to breathe and probably heal faster. All the problems I was having was, you know, clogged. You don't have a deviated septum anymore, though, right? He got that straightened up. Yeah, a little personal there, Joe. <laughs> yes, I'm my sorry. septum is perfectly straight okay, now. Okay, <laughs> before we truly get started, speaking of getting personal, Sam, you have a new cup, and it is serious. My Yeti? Yeah. My mom gave it to real me. Oh, Yeti? wait, wait, wait. I didn't see that. You have a Isn't Yeti cup? Cool? Wait. Yeah. Your mom did it right this year then. Yeah, well, it's funny, though. She gave, me the, she gave me the Yeti cup, but with a Tervis handle. That's okay. What? It, tur- it, didn't, it slides off the whole time. You need to get a Yeti handle. Okay. But this stuff here, you put ice and water in there, it stays cold. All the ice doesn't days. melt. Right. I'm still waiting for the ice to melt from Christmas. I have never, I don't, <laughs> I've never you know, gotten on the Yeti train because I just can't, I just can't see spending that much money for a cup. Yeah. In my hey, life, I just can't do it. Quickly, you don't have to spend that much on a cup. They have other brands that are just as good, including Walmart has one. Yeah. It's true. Okay, so. thank you, Emily. Okay. Oh, so a knockoff Yeti? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Three things not to do in the morning, and mm-hmm. Murphy does two out of these three. Wonderful. Oh, no. Uh, the next in your Hollywood outsider, who is set to play Tanya Harding in the movie about uh-huh. Tanya Harding? I don't believe this. Trending now. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. You guys remember one of the biggest sporting scandals of all time involving ice skaters Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. At the Olympics, it was 1994, and Nancy Kerrigan got whacked in the legs with a stick. A pipe. Oh, it was Was a pipe? I think it was a pipe, yeah. It was something really, really hard. Yeah. And there's, but there was video not of it happening, but the right. after after it was like right, right after, right after it happened at the arena, yeah, and it was in the hallway going back, I guess, to the dressing Didn't room. Didn't we all so listen and hear all that video sc- forever? Screaming and all that, and then they, the right. cameras were there. And it was then, horrible. And then so it was alleged that Tanya Harding's husband had hired somebody to do that. Right, right. 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 Tanya Harding never admitted to having anything to do with the attack, but she did la- later plead guilty to trying to cover it up. She was sentenced to three years probation, and she was banned. From skating for life, yeah. Nancy Kerrigan went on to win silver. Mm-hmm. Okay, in those Olympics. Well, anyway, that story is being retold for the big screen, and guess who will play Tanya Harding? Wrap your brain and heart around this, Sam. Okay, 
one of your favorite actresses of today. Some say the most beautiful actress in Hollywood. Uh, Margot Robbie, who also played, uh, well, a crazy person in Suicide Squad. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. Murphy. You need to have somebody hot in the role, right? Yeah. I'm serious. If you're gonna, that's that's. I can see that's. Um, the I'm way sure Holly, Tanya Harding is loving that casting. I'm just saying that. I'm just the, saying Hollywood plays things out like that. You you're know what right. I mean? The story's gonna go that way with somebody who's you know brave of her to do this. Yeah. I mean, um, Margot Robbie. She's also making this movie with her husband, who is a, a filmmaker, and she just recently got married. Sorry, Sam. Mm. And she's learning how to ice skate to do it. She's spending time this week right now. She's probably on the ice. Busting it, learning how wow. to do would it. Would you like to be in those practice sessions, I Sam? I sure would. <laughs> okay, I also want to let everybody know that this weekend, tomorrow night, actually, HBO is going to debut this documentary thing that they were going to do anyway. They filmed it over the last year and a half with Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, like inside of their lives. They lived uh-huh. next their door to one. Yeah, yeah, and they lived next door to each other, that mother daughter bond that they had that was always really funny mm-hmm. and um, sarcastic. So it's called Bright Lights. Here's a little bit of it. I have to go and start rehearsals for Star Wars 7. I'm concerned because my mother is not feeling well. This for the show? I forgot I had it. That's what's good about losing your memory is there's so many surprises. It's like the old days in a way, but I'm like the old days, so... Oh, okay, it's called Bright Lights. It airs. It runs in memoriam this weekend on HBO. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Coming up next, you guys ready for the three things you should never do first thing in the morning? I hope I don't do any of these. That's next. Yeah, now we've got an easy way for you to enjoy more Murphy, Sam, and Jody during the new year. Well, at least on your schedule anyway. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and that way you can listen when it's convenient for you. You guys ready? Three <clears> things that... You shouldn't do first thing in the morning. Murphy, I think you do a couple of these sometimes. Okay. So let's change that maybe in the new year. And Is this health concerns not exactly. Well, yeah, it's everything. Okay. Three things not to do first thing in the morning. Can I guess? I know which one. Okay. Is first. What? Check email. Don't check email first that's thing in the morning. That's not the first one on the list, but yes, that's there. Don't check email first thing in the morning. Yeah. Don't start your day in like, what do you call that mode? Reactive Reactive mode. mode. I'll you know I'll have you know now we're only a few, we're only a few days into the new year here but mm-hmm. I have not checked my email first thing when I when I get up. I like year. that. At least wait until you get to work right. because that's where it belongs, mm-hmm. right? You're not always putting out fires if you do that first yeah. thing in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I don't do email first thing in the morning, as you well know, Sam. Uh, we yeah. Uh, Sam will see me and go. Did you see that email? Like, nope. Remember that email I sent you last? But week? I've got my coffee. <laughs> okay. The other thing not to do in the morning first thing is one that I do and I need to stop is to hit snooze. You're not supposed to do that. Why? It messes up your body's sleep cycle. Does it? Yeah. So you're supposed to get right up, and I can do it. I yeah. just I don't I'm know, so man. cozy sometimes. If, if you set your clock early enough, you can get up to an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, but see, it, 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 it's screwing up your sleep every time you're going back to sleep for 10 minutes. You're not getting in there and I know getting it. that I know 10 it. or 9 or 7. Okay. Why is snooze never just a flat, like, 10 minutes? It's always like seven minutes, for 10 or, minutes or nine minutes. Oh, I set on... mine for 10. Oh, you can? You can do whatever you want to with a phone. Uh, yeah. Oh, with the phone. Okay. You can snooze for 30 if you want to. Could be dangerous, yeah. but you could. Anyway, um, so don't hit snooze. And look, I'm telling you this on a Friday morning, if you've already done some of this, so that you can start it over Monday, like these things. So don't check email. New year, new you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't hit snooze. And the other one is don't stay in the dark. Don't stay in a dark room if you're, if you're really trying to wake up. Your body's clock is influenced by light exposure. You're supposed to get 
you know, the light into the room or however you get it okay, so what as are, soon as possible if you're waking are, up. What are the two that Murphy does? You said he does two of the three. Well, he does hit snooze. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of... You've been listening to Stevie Wonder on your snooze over vacation. I heard a lot of that. And then um, he does check email sometimes. Gotcha. Like, you know, as soon as he's in the living room. Right. Yeah. Looking at the phone. Yeah, I pretty much turn the lights on when I get up. So, yeah. My circadian rhythm appears to be good. (laughs) Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Sam's behind the lyrics. Jody, you're going to like this one. We didn't get to cover it because George Michael passed while we were on On vacation. Christmas night. But this is one of his biggest hits. He recorded like 10 places around the world before he got the right version that he wanted. Behind the lyrics. Behind the lyrics. Sam's Behind the Lyrics. Today we're diving right in. A little salute to George Michael, who we lost over the holidays. And Careless Whisper. People lose their minds when this is played anywhere near a dance floor. Oh, you know what? Oh, my gosh. Because I was in high school when this one came out. Mm -hmm. It was like the slow dance song. I was in junior high. The the funny thing about it is he he had said many times in different interviews he never understood why. Because... The story is not based on any particular relationship in his life. He wrote it when he was 17. Right, that's what's crazy. Getting on a bus to go to his job at a movie theater. And he said, the lyrics just came out. He said, I was 17. What do I know about relationships? And he nice. said, because of that, a lot of the stuff he put in there was cliches. And he said, later on in life, when this is his big hit and everybody loves it, he's like, oh my gosh. I'm glad that they do, but, but people knew that I really meant nothing to And he even said... That, that as well. He said emotionally the song meant nothing to him as he grew older. Wait, it, it don't just, tell me this. Yeah, it's, weird. it's weird because he sings it as though it does. It's not yeah. just it, that. It, it's just the whole, the words careless whisper, meaning careful what you say to somebody. They'll believe you. Don't now, do something, you know, half-heartedly. Funny thing is he did record this about 10 different times at studios all over the country, and all over the world, in fact. And he even uh, was sent by himself without Andrew to uh, Muscle Shoals to record a version. <laughs> Sounds like a baby. Sounds very similar, though. It sounds similar, and there's a really bad strings part in it that's kind of really yeah. hokey. And he said the one thing that he really didn't like about that version was the sax just wasn't right. Uh. <laughs> mm, sounds pretty similar to me. And and that's what he said. All the reason they did all the different versions is because they couldn't get the sax right. They finally found a guy in London. They recorded him. They slowed down the tape to record him. And yeah. when they played it back, it played back faster. And when George heard it, he was like, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's the version I like. This is this version here. I always pick, it, it does sound different. I always make the joke that there was a sax in every corner of every um, studio, studio in the 80s. In the 80s <laughs> yeah. Because every song has like a saxophone solo. Yeah. Like it was mandatory or something. So there's your story, Jody, behind Careless Whisper. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't mean anything to George Michael. Stop it. <laughs> Sam's behind the lyrics. All right, coming up next, you know Murphy won't watch Game of Thrones with me because he's out. He's done with the yeah. dragons and all that good stuff. Um, so we met in the middle and we're binging on something together. It's a new binge for us, but kind embarrassingly of old, old TV yeah. show. Okay. Next. So Murphy doesn't want to watch any more Game of Thrones with me, so I'm on my own for that, and that's you know fine. I, I really Lord. did. I almost told Jody like by the fourth episode, but I stuck it out through the first season. It's Congrats! Just, yeah, and it's 
Don't watch too, it if you don't. It's too heavy. It's, it's like the gore and all that. It's a little over the top. It's not that for me. It's just there is no relief from everything being so yeah. heavy. There's it's no like, court jester. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> there is sort of a court me, jester. Even even if anyway. there's no funny, give me a little happy or something in there. Okay. And yeah. it's just not. I don't know if I can take six seasons of that. Yeah. 877-310-4MSJ. Charlie, I think he's got a suggestion for us. Uh, have you guys not watched Vikings yet? No, I, st- no. I started to watch the first episode of it, and there was just like a big, I guess, Game of Thrones type bloody battle, and I was like, <laughs> "Nah, this isn't for me." Listen, I thought the same thing. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, just get through the first couple of cu- couple of episodes. It, I, I, it starts off kind of bloody, and that's I guess to catch that crowd. Yeah, but um, pretty good actually. I'm gonna tell oh, you this man. though. I'm so into Game of Thrones right now. I'm about to start calling Murphy Lord at home. Yes. My Lord, my like lady. <laughs> if you start watching this, you'll start talking like a Viking. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure he would love that. Thank you, Charlie. I don't know if I would like it or not, but I guess I'm willing to try anything. Um, you know what? We don't have room now. We did meet in the middle yeah. so that we could watch something together that is so us that we never watched because it came out the year we got married and we were, I don't know. I don't know what we were. We were probably too so, wrapped up in friends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it came out in 1999, and we never saw it, and it's so us. Ran for six seasons, Sam. Six or seven uh, seasons. I can't think it's of It's an what HBO it is. series, and we're in the first season together now. And Mafia. That is, the Sopranos. Oh. So, you've come back for help. Don't look at that as a defeat. Oh, she's part of that generation that grew up during the Depression. But the Depression to her was a trip to Six Flags. <laughs> I See, never, I would have thought y'all would have seen that. I know everybody point. that knows us is like, you've never watched that. Yeah, being so, Martin Scorsese fans and those kind of movies mm-hmm. in that genre. Yeah, I'm surprised we never so, did either. But you know, please t- no spoilers, right? And we won't do any spoilers on that for you if you've never seen it either. But yeah, I know that's a throwback and a half. Yeah. Another show that we have to watch with the door closed. You do know how it ends, though, right? I mean, because that was all over. I the know place. about the song. Yeah. Okay. The song. And, but I don't I, I can still enjoy. Okay. Yep. So that's what we're doing. Anyway, thank you, Charlie. And look, we love hearing from you anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. You can call or text to that number. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. Yeah, we'll take you to that private dual memorial service yesterday in mm-hmm. Hollywood for Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Yesterday in Hollywood, there was a private dual memorial service held at the home. They they call it the compound where Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds lived next door to one another. Well, I knew they lived next door to each other. Was it like connected houses then? If it's a there must have been a part of that a part of it that was sort of connected, and that's where and it was an invitation only Mm -hmm. thing. And you know, photographers and reporters were outside of the gates taking pictures of who you know who showed up and who left and all of that, but no one else was allowed inside unless you had that invite. Uh, Meryl Streep was a part of it. Mm. She was there. She showed up carrying flowers. And remember, and that's a big deal, not just because they were friendly, but Meryl Streep played Carrie Fisher in a movie about Carrie Fisher's relationship with her mother, Debbie Reynolds, called Postcards from the Edge. Your being in the clinic at all made you a very high risk to do a movie. They want me to do the movie. I talked to the director. The director is not the problem, baby. It's the insurance company. These guys won't cover you in the event that you do drugs. What can I tell you? I'm not doing any drugs, Marty. We know that, dear. These are businessmen. They have no knowledge of creative personality. That's Shirley MacLaine who played uh, Debbie Reynolds in that movie. Let me tell you this. 
I saw that movie when it came out. It was in the nineties, <clears> and it was so great. And you make fun of me if you want to. I didn't know who it was about. Oh. It was that good. It's that good of a story of a mother and well, daughter in Hollywood. I mean, I loved, I didn't realize it. Was, I love Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. I didn't realize that was about her. Yeah, it is. She wrote the the story right, of the book. all this time of you know. And relationship and dealings with her mother. So Meryl Streep was close to that family. Who else showed up to their dual memorial service? Gwyneth Paltrow was there. Meg Ryan. Ed Ed Begley Jr. Penny Marshall was seen showing up and leaving. And Courtney Love. Wow, that's a diverse crowd. It is a diverse crowd. Burial is, they're going to be buried beside each other today. Well, she, Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher was cremated. She was at her wishes, right. and Debbie Reynolds said she did not want to be cremated, so she's going to be buried. And you know what? Cause of death for Carrie Fisher has not been released yet. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot when someone this famous passes away. There, there's been a hold put on that autopsy. But that will happen today. And then a big public, the family has promised a big public memorial service. Just no okay. details on that yet. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 7.55. Five big things to look for this weekend, Sunday night at the Golden Globe Awards. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. On the way next, why I'm going to try to convince all of our family to sleep on the floor this weekend. Everybody? Everybody. And we hope it's been an awesome first full week back at work for you. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, 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 January. <laughs> um, be sure to download the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes and catch the show whenever you know it's convenient for you. And, of course, like our Facebook page so that you get notified whenever we're going Facebook Live. You know what happens around here on Friday? What always happens is that I end up letting Murphy know what we're doing for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if other well, households are that way where Sam, mom kind of runs the schedule or whatever. I, well, but. I bet you that is the case because, I mean, Sam is actually a, a detail freak and really good with that. But as I told Jody just the other night, I just told her how much I appreciate the fact that she's got the knack and the ability to think of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Anything related to what the girls need, their schedule and so forth. And for me, man, if I don't write it down, I just get lost in it. It's the weirdest thing. You that know? happens when you become a mother. The day I had our first child, Taylor, boom, I became that person. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Murphy, uh, Alexa. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can make a to-do list on Alexa. There you go. You know, I've actually already got that set up. It's like, what? Alexa, add whatever really? to my to-do list yeah. and it puts it on there. Really? Yeah. Okay, anyway, so here's the part where I'll let you know what we're doing this weekend. Supposedly, okay. we're going to get a new foster dog. Oh, okay. Fingers crossed for that. A kind. My heart's beating fast. A kind that needs to get out of the shelter. Well, no, I know y'all like boxers. Home. I didn't know if you... No, I'm not going to do breed specific. We're going to do who hopefully will fit in with our pack and needs a home and needs out and of the shelter. I'm glad Jody was That's patient it. enough to wait because between my sinus surgery, the fact that Taylor, our oldest daughter, was sick and that our youngest, Phoebe, was on crutches, wouldn't have been a great time to right. bring a foster dog in, you know? Her cast is supposed to come off this afternoon. So, you know, Phoebe's. and he... Phoebe's is. And then Murphy's breathing better, so I'm thinking it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to rush it, but why not? Anyway, the other thing that you don't maybe know about Murphy, and the girls have been begging, and I told them, Phoebe, as soon as your cast is off and you're not on crutches anymore, we should do it. They want to move the furniture, you know, way to the sides of the living room, and they want me to tonight or tomorrow night make a big pallet in the living room, and we all just sleep together in the same room. Family sleepover. Because of the sleepover. fireplace? Is that Because the, that of be- a cold night, a fireplace. Okay, the fireplace makes family sense. Family fun then. sort of thing. So I'm making a huge pallet, and we're going to be sleeping out there with them in the living room. With a new foster dog in the house and all of us fresh off of being... The yeah. foster dog will be crated. And won't you have your CPAP on, Murphy? Yeah. Oh. Have to, CPAP has to plug in somewhere. We do Come have an outlet in the fireplace, don't Come we? Come on. Let's just, <laughs> let's just try at least, okay? Before we throw up all the obstacles. The kids really want this. It's okay. like camping out at home. That sounds cool. Yeah.
Coming up. The producer's mailbag. Your email answered from our Facebook page. Apparently some Alexa advice for you guys. And mm-hmm. I've got the, my Friday favorite, which is all about Jimmy Fallon with all of us Sunday night. It would have been the first Friday of the new year. It is the first Friday of the new year, right? Yes, Because right, New yes. Year's Day was Sunday. It's the epiphany. <laughs> uh, every Friday, fun Fridays, and we each have our Friday favorites. Jody's Friday favorite. So Mine your, is that... Yours the first one of the new year, Jody. Thanks. Jimmy Fallon hosts the Golden Globes Sunday night. Oh, it's yeah. already award season, and my favorite, our favorite most fun award show, is this Sunday night on NBC. Here's what Jimmy had to say about it. The Golden Globes are exciting for me to host. I get to wear this tuxedo, I'm already practicing wearing it every single night, and just handing out awards to random people. How do you prepare for hosting? I host The Tonight Show every single night. If I talk to Seinfeld, he'd probably say, that's what you do. You host the show. So what's the big deal? You're going to go host? <laughs> but you'd be wearing a different suit. Is that the thing? This is the best of all award shows because this is all the biggest stars from television and movies and music. Ah. Yeah. It's the most... And it's relaxed. It's well, the most fun to watch award show. I thought the funnier commercial was the one where it was the gold globs or whatever it was where the letters went out. And he says, I'm happy to be... You didn't see that no. one? Yeah, it's hilarious. Happy to be hosting the Golden Globs? Yeah, the Gold Globs. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, the deal is, know this, it's not in a theater. It's actually held in a room, so it's more intimate for them. Yeah. They have a lot of fun. There's a meal. They eat and have drinks if they want them yeah. while they're there, so it's more casual for the people who are attending as well. It's not as buttoned up as the Oscars, but it's a precursor to the Oscars, and also what I love about it, it's not just movies. Yeah. It is motion pictures, but it's television, too. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh which, which TV show would you guys like to win Best Drama Series? Because here are the nominee, nominees. In well, that I always want to be Netflix series these days, Westworld, right? This Is Us, Sam. Oh, yeah. Best Drama, The Crown, Game of Thrones nominated there, and Stranger Things oh, well, yeah. nominated for Best Stranger Things. Drama Series. That's a tough category. Yeah. Boy, what happened to the um, the show that we Bloodline? They didn't make it this year? It didn't make it. That's weird. Thanks, Stranger Things. Well, there's a lot of great television because yeah. there's, it's coming from so many different places. Even Narcos should have been nominated. You know? Oh, you're killing yeah. me. You're so right. Yeah. <gasps> I wonder if he'll be there. I'll be scared if he is. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Or his name is Wagner Mora. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the kick as Pablo Escobar. Jimmy Fallon hosting expects a lot of musical stuff and funny skits and cameos. They're even saying Justin Timberlake because he's so close and comfortable with Jimmy. He might even sing a little bit in the beginning in the monologue. That's Sunday night on NBC. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Friday favorites. Coming up next, your email answered in the producer's mailbag, right, Emily? Deborah has texted us at 877-310-4MSJ about the one word Murphy and Sam keep saying that is ruining her morning. Oh. Oh, Great job, guys. Uh Uh-oh. In case you missed uh, Sam's Behind the Lyrics today, a little tribute to George Michael and the the story behind the song Careless Whisper. I'm so sad to know this now. (laughs) Uh, but download the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, and that way you can hear anything you missed this week into the new year on your schedule. All right. We love hearing from you. It's our favorite thing ever. It's time for the producer's mailbag. Emily, what's in that bag today? Deborah sent us a text to 877-310-4675, and I get the joy of reading all these texts first. Yeah. Man, I love this one. Deborah says, did you know that when you guys say, hmm, sorry, Deborah. Oh, no. Alexa. It makes the echo stop and listen that I have. <laughs> oh, no. I oh, listen really? to your show via my echo dot. Oh, no. And it does that every time y'all say, 
Alexa? Alexa? The A word. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, well, we Deborah. probably have to be careful about that. Maybe we should call her a different name. You we, know, maybe we should. Why don't you just say the A lady? So the A lady here, so we don't yeah. disrupt all the. Oh, look echo. at you say this. the echo. Alexa, weather update. Stop. <laughs> yeah, Sam. thanks, Sam. <laughs> Didn't you say you can say other things instead of that A word? Yeah, you can say Alexa, or you can say Echo or Amazon to start it. Oh. Well, but you can also program it to have it I activate know. on anything that you want to. Well, Deborah, what? you know, and but that's complicated. What I really this is me. This is me looking the gift horse okay, right in the here mouth. Here goes Murphy. Yeah, it, it is to say that it should recognize my voice only. You know what I'm saying? It should not react to anybody else's voice. Just mine. <laughs> the king right? Can't focus. you teach it something like that? Well, my the, my sister has one of those Google Homes, which is like yeah, the Echo, and, and, and it, it recognizes her husband's voice above anyone else's, I does think. It? Yeah, is it, that the it, point? That this, that's what you wanted? Was it for it to be only <laughs> yours? It's his girlfriend, Jody. Not yours. No, it's, this, is not, about, that, this but, is not about what you got me being my own Echo. What I'm saying is it's she should be trained. <laughs> anybody can't just walk in the house and set it off are you, you know, going to be the ones we, to tell the girl the one to tell the girls that yeah, we, they can't use the echo i'm more worried about deborah who's trying to listen to us on her amazon button right now than our girls you know? amazon dot dot, <laughs> dot whatever you know <laughs> dot button echo you know this. you know what get to work on programming your own but then the girls are going to want one because they love talking to her yes yeah. yeah. but she's going to respond anyway that's not a feature that's available yet yeah <laughs> oh it's coming deborah thank you so so much we love hearing from you text or facebook reach out yeah, anytime we'll try to watch that <laughs> all right coming up <laughs> sam we can't wait to tell you about why i had to bring murphy back to uh, his doctor the day after his sinus surgery yeah, i didn't tell you about the complication that i had the complication our Murphy is back from his sinus surgery. I'm so glad you're with us today. You, Me too. I know you feel like you sound sinusy, but I don't. I, st- I still am, but I mean, I feel a lot better. It was a week ago. The first, the toughest days were the first 48 hours. Yeah. Mm. The uh, the worst part was in the first 24. Sam, what happened? Well, we had to go back to his doctor. That's why. Yeah, we had a little issue. I mean, w- w- that first day when I got home and trying to rest comfortably, I felt just a constant poking at the back of my throat that was just was very, very difficult to deal with. You were complaining and, about that still while we were, before we were leaving yeah, the surgery when center. I was in the re- when I was in the recovery room. And so went home, but my doctor was really concerned and he kept checking that after and he says, look, I really want you to come back, see me in the morning. And so I'm glad I, I did. Um, so we well, went we back. You suspected, right? You suspected. Well, every time I turned my head to kind of talk <laughs> or something like that, I was like getting this choking, poking feeling. It's like yeah. I hadn't sinus surgery. There shouldn't be nothing. There shouldn't be a problem with my throat. Well, nothing you know? was left in there, huh? No. Mm. And um, but what had happened apparently when I woke up from the anesthesia and I was doing that flailing thing where I was having—I yeah. don't remember any of this. They said um, that you were you were feeling claustrophobic, hence yeah. the sinus surgery, and you they had to kind of hold you down. You were way upset. Yeah, apparently I was trying to get out of the bed. It was something I was trying to do. Well, mm-hmm. apparently I messed up one of the sutures, and one of the splints that was in my nose slid back. Mm. And was out. Of, it was out of place. Ugh. And so, I, for the first twenty four hours of recovery, that's what uh. was going on. Yeah, and I had it was to go poking him. Yeah. And so, I was really, really glad. You know, great doc, and he immediately brought me back in and said, "Look." <laughs> Did he uh, this have thing to is pull it out a little. Yeah, yes. he had, yeah, he had to adjust it, which didn't hurt at all. And he had to put another suture. That wasn't fun, but you know, right. but it was all right. He had to snap something, pull it forward, and then give Murphy a um, deadening thing in his nose. And he he went away to let it, you know, numb yeah. him up. He came back in, and he re 
sutured it or whatever. <gasps> and I'm sitting there going, nobody told me not to watch this again. Yeah, I don't know it why Jody like, was watching. Oh my gosh. I don't want to hear this. It was horrible <laughs> to watch. But Murphy couldn't feel a thing, so it was great. <laughs> but I can tell you, so the, the the next 24 hours, even though they were rough, were a lot better than that first one. Yeah. But it's just weird to me that that was... Apparently, I created that problem mm-hmm. not even knowing it because I was under. You know what I mean? It was just Apparently, you're pretty powerful when you were thrashing. Yeah. So <laughs> Knocking splints so. everywhere. Yeah. Good thing nobody was taking pictures. <laughs> Coming up in the next five minutes with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Hey, I have something more pleasant for you, but this is a warning. Before you take your Christmas tree out and put it on the curb, okay. something very important you need to do that I almost missed. Next. And Sarah, I mean, I was a little surprised Jody was in a kind of a hurry this year to get some of the Christmas decorations down and out of the house. Really? More so than usual in the past. I don't know what the reason was, but like she was on the tree before uh, New Year's Day. Before everybody left That's the house. That's not true. So. It was after New Year's Day. Oh my gosh. It was a couple of days ago. You're getting your time messed up because of the surgery. Oh, it was really? after New Year's Day. So um, I was sedated when you were doing all this? The tree is dead. I mean, and the leaves were falling, and I also think it was the cause of taylor's like sinus infection so i did want to get the tree out i still have christmas stuff and you didn't need to put you, a, you didn't away. water it it's dead we watered, oh, it, we watered it, it. Oh. it stopped drinking water like right before christmas and so right. that's what i knew um so <laughs> put its foot down yeah but um there were two things oh halfway actually before i tell you the thing not to do I, because i was really petrified when i got the tree outside and realized one thing i'd forgotten but that's um right. before i pull it out this year it's like Every year I have the problem with the water spilling. Mm -hmm. So I went and bought this little $12 hand crank pump thingy and pumped the water out into a pitcher before I dragged the tree out. I'm like, yeah, you know, man card. (laughs) Remember where that pump is for next year. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Jody had already stripped the tree. You know, it's it's funny. We do it in reverse. I'm responsible for putting the lights on. I'm also responsible for taking lights off. Right. Get the lights off, get the tree outside, and I drag it to the curb. And I'm looking down, and there's still one ornament left. Every stupid year. Which ornament? It was one of Phoebe's handmade ornaments. Ooh. No. Yeah, from, How did I from miss like 2007, that? Right? It, it was at the bottom of the tree. I mean, anybody could. I always take the ornaments off because I'm very careful with them, and then he does the lights. Right. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. So um, so I just, what I did is I just started combing through the tree again, flipping it, combing, mm-hmm. flipping and combing to make sure I didn't miss anything. But that's kind of like this, you know, and, and all of our ornaments are usually have some sort of story or something behind it. So I don't yeah. want to lose any of them. Right. No kidding. So the moral is just, you know, make sure you really pull the limbs if you're using a real tree. <laughs> that is, you know, go through and don't, you if know. If you have a, leave a, any an artificial on. tree, you'd find the ornament next year already on the tree. Yeah, yeah. Hey. That's a, that's a, it's a perk for an artificial tree, isn't it? Yeah. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Going to get you completely ready for things to look for at the Golden Globes this Sunday night on mm-hmm. NBC, including the very different way Jimmy Fallon is set to open the show. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. It's a big weekend in Hollywood. Ladies are standing right now getting fitted for their gowns. It's the Golden Globes hosted by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, it's going to be so funny. Sunday night on NBC. Here's what to watch out and look for. Number one, Jimmy Fallon has said about the opening... He's not just going to come out in a tuxedo and make everybody laugh. He's right. going to start cold like an SNL sketch kind of start. And so it'll feel like the Tonight Show. He's got so many friends that do re- re- you know recurring skits with him. He's going to have Justin to have Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. 
um, I want to say Tina Fey might even, I mean, he's got so many fun people, you're mm-hmm. right, in his pocket who will want to be a part of this night for him. And it's a big deal for him. You know, this show has been hosted, what, four other times by Ricky Gervais? Yeah. And I guess maybe everybody was just tired of being insulted and they want to have a fun, oh, joyous like night. Not, Jimmy's going to have to insult a few people. Oh, I guess. It's Hollywood. Um, does he do that? As much, I don't feel him doing that as much. Anyway, subtle. It's a different kind of opening they've, than they've ever had before. But they said it's great, and it's a sketch style opening. Other things to look for: Meryl Streep, who is a thirty golden, thirty time Golden Globe winner. Mm-hmm. She has that many Golden Globes somewhere at her house. She's nominated <laughs> again for Florence Foster Jenkins. This movie, this new movie. Oh, I'm so excited. We're going to make a recording. <laughs> And yeah. she's also getting the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is her, uh, you know a Lifetime Achievement mm-hmm. Award. So a big night for Meryl Streep. And she comes off of yesterday just being at the uh, memorial service the private, with Carrie Fisher that's and right. Debbie Reynolds. And speaking of Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, the Golden Globes normally do not do an in-memoriam segment. Right. That's usually at the Oscars, and then you know what happens. Somebody gets left out. Yeah, upset. yeah. But because it just happened, and I guess it shook Hollywood, and the you know service was just yesterday, there will be a nod. To those two ladies, right for sure. Maybe others, I don't know. But Should be definitely. others because last year was whew, one of those years. I know it. TV shows in dead heats, and and the the TV show with the most nominations, The People versus OJ Simpson. That <laughs> FX series again is expected to bring it. it won't go away. And <laughs> Tom Lang from the Los Angeles Police Department. Your ex-wife Nicole Simpson has been killed. Ratings through the roof for that right. one, and they're expecting that one to do really well again. And gowns, remember that. The Golden Globes, it's about that couture. And by the way, the Golden Globes will start several hours early on the red carpet. You can dive into that Sunday. Hosted by Jimmy Fallon on NBC. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 8.30, we're going to turn it into a music news, right? Ed Sheeran's got two brand new songs out today. Going to share both of those with you coming up. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. And just after 8, three things you're not supposed to do first thing in the morning. And if you've already done it, we'll just make it good for Monday. And remember, when we're done here, we're really not finished. You can enjoy After the Show with Murphy, Sam, and Jody, something exclusive by being a podcast subscriber. You can do that on iTunes or, you know, whatever podcast subscription service you like to use. You want to come up with a good name for that in 2017? That's just After the Show. Just After the Show? Yeah. It says what it is. That is a good name. It says what it is. Okay. Why, what do you think it should be, Sam? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Mr. Clever, come up with something. I don't know. You want a new name? Come on with it. After, uh, I don't know. He wants it to be called More Fun with Sam. Yeah, featuring <laughs> Murphy and Jody. <laughs> you right. need to make sure to make it fun then. Um, earlier, if you missed it, Jody mentioned three things that you should not start your day with if you're going to have a great day. Right, the, three things not to do first thing in the morning right. is what it actually is. Number one, don't hit snooze. It messes up your body clock to snooze at all. That's sad to me because I always smoo- snooze. I snooze for 10 minutes almost every morning. I like it, but maybe it's, I should stop. It, what's weird for me when I hit snooze that first time, sometimes I feel like I'm going into the deepest sleep of the entire evening. Uh, I don't know if that's my in my head or what. You do sleep deeply in the morning. Yeah, you it's do, weird. Murphy. Okay, the second one is don't check your email first thing in the morning. Why would you do that to yourself? What that, about Facebook? That and, won't, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. 
It doesn't say that. It just says waking up to email. It just frames your morning to take care of business first thing or business left over from yesterday. And there's time for that later. Well, right? and they say that that kind of stuff can lift your stress level too. You know what I mean? True. It takes you off path whatever priority you've had for the day and then yeah. you're stressed out. Spend time with your family in the morning. Well, if, if you got up 10 time. minutes earlier and hit a set of hitting snooze. Okay. And the third one is <laughs> right. don't stay in the dark. Your body clock is is influenced by light exposure open the you know curtains let the light in it helps you wake up to let the light in i mean not bright 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 first thing nobody can deal that deal with that but so even artificial life kind of light works like the sun it's sort of like a circadian rhythm for your body absolutely get these in case you missed them or pass them on to somebody at murphysamandjody.com on the way we're going to visit with our friend holly clegg with our back in the groove food recipe smothered chicken Mm. it doesn't sound like you know healthy but of course it is from holly okay helping you get back in the groove for the new year coming up next sam's behind the lyrics just for you jody george michael since he passed while we were out on vacation yeah one of his number one hits that believe it or not he wrote when he was 17 years old i do believe it Behind the Lyrics. Behind the Lyrics. Sam's Behind the Lyrics. Today we're diving right in. A little salute to George Michael, who we lost over the holidays. And Careless Whisper. People lose their minds when this is played anywhere near a dance floor. Oh, you know what? Oh, my gosh. Because I was in high school when this one came out, Mm -hmm. and it was like the slow dance song. I was in junior high. The the funny thing about it is he he had said many times in different interviews he never understood why. Because... The story is not based on any particular relationship in his life. He wrote it when he was 17. Right, that's what's crazy. Getting on a bus to go to his job at a movie theater. And he said, the lyrics just came out. He said, I was 17. What do I know about relationships? And he nice. said, because of that, a lot of the stuff he put in there was cliches. And he said, later on in life, when this is his big hit and everybody loves it, he's like, "Oh my gosh. I'm glad that they do, but, but. people knew that I really meant nothing to And he even said... That, that as well. He said emotionally the song meant nothing to him as he grew older. Wait, it, it don't just, tell me this. Yeah, it's, weird. Sorry. it's weird because he sings it as though it does. It's not yeah. just it, that. It, it's just the whole, the words careless whisper, meaning careful what you say to somebody. They'll believe you. Don't now, do something, you know, half the, the, hardly. The funny thing is he did record this about 10 different times at studios all over the country, all over the world, in fact. And he even uh, was sent by himself without Andrew to uh, Muscle Shoals to record a version. <laughs> Sounds like a baby. Sounds very similar, though. It sounds similar. There's a really bad strings part in it that's kind of really yeah. hokey. And he said the one thing that he really didn't like about that version was the sax just wasn't right. Uh. Mm, sounds pretty similar to me. And and that's what he said. All the reason they did all the different versions is because they couldn't get the sax right. They finally found a guy in London. They recorded him. They slowed down the tape to record him. And yeah. when they played it back, it played back faster. And when George heard it, he was like, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's the version I like. This is this version here. I always pick, it, it does sound different. I always make the joke that there was a sax in every corner of every um, studio, studio in the 80s. In the 80s <laughs> because <laughs> every song has like that's a so saxophone true. solo. Yeah. Like it was mandatory or something. So there's your story, Jody, behind Careless Whisper. Oh, my goodness. Doesn't mean anything to George Michael. Stop it. (laughs) Sam's behind the lyrics. Coming up next, our friend Holly Clegg stopping in for another back in the groove food recipe. This one is smothered chicken, Mm. but it's healthy because it's Holly. 
time to get back in gear with Murphy, Sam, and Jody's Back in the Groove Food. Are you ready, guys? We have a very special guest again today, our friend Holly Clegg. Welcome, Holly. Oh, so nice to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Look, if, you know, holiday food is done. Um, but you still got to you think, but Jody. You still <laughs> got to feed the family. They want to eat every night, kind of a thing. Um, but I don't want to keep doing the same old thing. So let's do something new with you. Okay, smothered chicken is a recipe from Kitchen 101. And you think of that having to simmer on the stove for hours? Yes. Right. No, this is a Kitchen 101, less than 10 ingredient, probably less than 30 minute recipe. Right. It sounds like something Grandma did all day. Yeah, and I my know. kids love chicken, like with rice and gravy yeah. and all that. Yeah. That's one of their favorites. So I think this is like an old time comfort food. It's diabetic, so it's healthy for you. Okay. And it's fabulous. So really, all you do is like a smothered chicken. You just saute your ingredients ingredients your onion your garlic and put a little water you use your boneless skinless chicken breast your flour thickens it chicken broth and then you put a little green onions and parsley and cook it all down and it's mm-hmm. done very simple and i think you're going to really enjoy this as a uh, dinner staple right because it's easy to do and it's just comfort what do you normally serve it with well, I normally serve it with rice, or I'd love it with mashed potatoes, but my oh, kids all love yeah. rice. Anything with chicken and gravy. This yeah. tastes like one of those ones that you're going to go get on uh, a buffet yeah, or something. Yeah, I was gonna, that's style, it. You right. took the words from my mouth. <laughs> right. But Kitchen 101, I think what's great about this cookbook, too, it highlights diabetic recipes throughout the book. Right. So you get, And that's just the healthiest way to eat. Right. But you don't have to change what you eat. We're just going to change how you prepare it. So Kitchen 101 is a great easy book if you don't want to cook and everybody's going on diets mm-hmm. you know right, right now start with me and have a trim and terrific lifestyle and enjoy food but make it better for you and you know, it'll fool you because you think it's got all that fat yeah. and stuff in it it tastes so good something new right. okay back in the groove food thank you holly uh-huh. go check out this recipe and a link to all holly's stuff at murphysamandjody.com coming up Sam has music news not one but two brand new songs from Ed Sheeran today I'm going to share both of those with you next Sam's got music news. Got a quickie to share with you. A couple new Ed Sheeran songs that are out today. Ed, uh, he's been uh, hinting that there was going to be new music out today. And he even got on uh, Twitter, I believe, and said, look, it's been two years since my last stuff. I know. So how about two new songs today? First one's called Shape of You. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. Yeah. Oh, Edward the Redhead. A little trivia for you here was uh, co-written by the guy that wrote this. Okay, that's enough of that. But that would, he's Ed Sheeran's one of his best buddies. Snow Patrol guy? Yeah, Johnny McDade. So, And also the uh, second song from Ed Sheeran is called Castle on the Hill. I know is the last album called Multiply. You can listen to every single yeah. song and it'll renew your faith in new music. It's expected yeah. this new album is going to be called Divide and still don't have a release date for it. That's uh, new music from Ed Sheeran. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. It's a good time of the year to curl up with a good book. And if you need a recommendation, check out our Not So Serious Book Club at murphysamandjody.com. Anything new in there yet? I'm, y'all, I'm reading the second Game of Thrones book. It's called A Clash of Kings. Game of Thrones Part 2. No, it's not Part 2. But anyway. It's called Everyone Dies Part 2. That's not, yeah. that's not what it's called. Everyone fights. Everyone stands up for what they believe in in the Seven Kingdoms. But anyway. Okay, so the deal is... 
I, we finally watched the first season and with that I could read the first book and really understand everything and the book is always better than any production you'll ever see and that's true here too to me mm-hmm. so I loved the first book and I understood every single character I was reading yeah but Hallelujah. isn't the irony of this though watching the TV series helped you to understand and follow along in the book I know because you tried the book before watching the series too many characters and you got I, lost. I did get lost but and then maybe that's just a bad reflection on me yeah Look, one of the girls' school teachers, I won't say who, but um, when I was first trying to read that first book, I was like, I had to throw this across the room. And she was like, I'm on the third book. I love it. And I just felt so stupid. I, I, like, you know, I, I cannot, can't follow. I'll see you later. I, I can't either. I'm, I'm too much of a visual person. That's probably why lectures and teachers and all that helped me to get through school. The reading right. part, I just don't comprehend as okay. easily. Well, anyway, I've added that. And if you watch the show... And you'll want more of that world. The books are great, and there is more, as usual. Are they thick? Yes, they're 800-plus pages. Of course they are. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Yeah. Not-so-serious book club. A lot of good recommendations beyond this as well at murphysamandjody.com. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. A few things to look for on Sunday night's Golden Globe Awards, which is coming up on NBC, hosted by Jimmy Fallon. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Let's get you ready for the Golden Globe Awards coming up Sunday night on NBC, hosted by Jimmy Fallon. So expect it to feel a lot like the Tonight Show. In fact, it's going to be fun. He's already told like Variety, hey, I'm opening it differently. I'm not just going to come out in a tuxedo and make everybody laugh mm-hmm. and pick on people. Well, there will be that during the show, but yes, there should start. be. But it's Jimmy Fallon. So he's going to open it like an SNL skit. Like a skit like on The Tonight Show. Yeah. So, and they say it's really good. Expect it to be star-studded. You know, his friends that like to hang out with him are, oh, I don't know, Justin Timberlake, yep. and Tina Fey, and Ryan Reynolds. Expect them to maybe be a part of the opening or just other skits throughout the night. Right. Meryl Streep, who is a 30-time Golden Globe winner, <laughs> who is also nominated this year, again, for a movie called Florence Foster Jenkins. I'm so excited. We're going to make a recording. She is um, receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award Sunday night. So not only is she up for another one, she's... Well, she's guaranteed to get something then. She's going to be honored. And I'm sorry. She really, really has earned that, hasn't she? Yeah. Uh, The Golden Globes also... It's the fun one, you know, where everybody's drinking and eating and it's not as much pressure and they do TV and movies, which makes it really fun for yeah. our audiences. Um, they normally don't go too serious and don't do an in-memoriam segment. They will be giving a special nod to Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. And remember, expect the pre-show, the red carpet right. fun, which is so beautiful for me to watch. That happens a couple of hours before the show starts on NBC Sunday night.